The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know if any here have ever climbed a mountain. I don't mean a giant hill like Everest, but maybe something a little closer to home. Brimacombe in Kirby is 300 meters high. If you've enjoyed the view from up there, maybe while on a ski trip, St. Peter might tell you that it's nothing, because Mount Tabor, where the transfiguration is supposed to have taken place, is nearly 500 meters high. Blue Mountain in Collingwood is a a little closer at 450 meters. Maybe some here have seen the view from on that hill, but if you took the chairlift to get to the top, St. James might say that you cheated. They didn't have any chairlifts to climb up to the top of Mount Tabor. I'm sure that those who went with Jesus to the top of the mountain were in good shape, but it would have taken the better part of a day to make the trek to the top and back on foot. And a journey up any mountain always involves some danger and loads of discomfort. On top of carrying their own bodies, the disciples who followed Jesus up the mountain would have lugged food, water, and Maybe even some extra clothes in case it was cooler at the top. Peter, James, and John had no idea what they were going up the mountain for. The glory of the transfiguration was certainly beyond their imagination. The disciples could have turned the invitation down and slept in that day, or maybe had a leisurely brunch. Perhaps they had planned to do some errands or spend some time with loved ones. Fortunately for them, 
Something stirred them to seek out the mystery of what would be experienced at the top of Mount Tabor with Jesus. A few weeks ago, we started reflecting on the Mass, on how our worship here stirs us to consider the mysteries of our faith. When our minds are filled with stress and worries, we come here to deliberately dwell on the mysteries of our faith, knowing we are blessed, not by solving such mysteries, but simply by what we see and hear. After taking a moment at the beginning of Mass to prepare and align our hearts through some small rituals prompting us to say, I'm sorry, I'm thankful, and I'm prayerful, we sit down for part of the Mass called the Liturgy, Liturgy of the Word, where various passages of the scriptures are proclaimed. We receive additional blessings when we truly listen to God's Word because that's where we witness His love, will, and work, and power at work in the world. We become better listeners of God's Word when we recognize how it's our story realize it's a true treasure, and remove all barriers to living according to his word. When climbing a mountain or tackling any challenging task, the hope is that there will be something found at the top or at the completion that will make the effort worth it. Because when the task or journey becomes difficult, questions arise. We wonder if it will be worth the work. Maybe that's why only three of the disciples joined, joined Jesus on the day of the transfiguration. Had I been among the disciples, I could easily imagine myself wanting to know the purpose of the trip before agreeing to the climb, questioning, what is the point? The same question can come up about Mass, too. For many, leaving the comforts of home, surrendering other plans, or Getting a group of children ready to come here can feel as burdensome as climbing any mountain. And the same question comes up. Is the effort worth it? What is the point? Maybe for some, the point of coming here is to listen for God's word. And that, that is right. But it is possible to listen for God's word at home, too. There's even apps available to help with this. Maybe for others, the point of coming here is to gather in prayer, and that's also very true. We do that. But it's also possible to gather with loved ones to pray anywhere. For others, the point of Mass may be to find some divine inspiration, and that's certainly a real possibility here. But we know God can inspire his disciples anywhere. These are all good aspects of the Mass. But to find the true point of Mass today, it's best to consider the point of the very first Mass ever celebrated, because the true point of Mass has never changed. At the first Mass, which we know to be the Last Supper, the disciples were with Jesus celebrating an ancient Jewish tradition called the Passover meal. This meal is a ritual God himself asked his people to regularly celebrate as a reminder of how God led his chosen people 
out of slavery to the promised land through that same meal. Like the Mass, the Passover meal has all kinds of different good aspects, listening for God's word, shared prayer, and inspiration from God. But essential to the meal is the sacrifice of unleavened bread, grape wine, and a lamb. These are the mandatory elements of the Passover meal. The sacrifice was the point of the Passover meal and the Last Supper and continues to be the point of every Mass celebrated today. After we profess the creed and offer prayers for the needs of the world, we sit down and bring the needed sacrifice to the altar, the unleavened bread and the wine. As for the lamb, Jesus offers himself as the lamb of sacrifice. It's why it's possible for the priest to proclaim, Behold the Lamb of God, while holding up the Eucharist, just before we're invited to come up for communion. The architects of this building were even good enough to put an image of Jesus as the Lamb of God in the round window at the back to ensure that even I don't forget that fact. The sacrifice of our Savior... That's the point of the Mass. But we're also invited to participate in that sacrifice. To join in God's work of freeing his people, the Israelites were expected to sacrifice a lamb. We join the sacrifice of our Savior through the collection. Contributing to the collection is an act of worship, and we're honored to place our combined offerings at the foot of the altar. Our offerings help empower our parish community. They help people to become disciples, but that's not why you're invited to give. Jesus often talked about money because he knew it's an important step in faith to allow God even into our finances. It's difficult to give. There's obviously sacrifice involved. But when wealth is viewed as something that belongs to God, something to be offered to him, simple, ordinary dollars and cents become an entry of God into our world. That's a kind of transfiguration, revealing the true potential and value of our sacrifices, just as the transfiguration of our Lord revealed a bit more of the greatness of Jesus. The point of Mass is the sacrifice. Here, Jesus offers his very self for us, and maybe that's a challenge to reflect on what we offer. What do we bring to the altar? What offerings do we make, financially, spiritually, physically, or even emotionally? Is there any sacrifice in what we offer, and does our offering help our worship? The Israelite people were blessed with freedom through their sacrifice at the Passover meal. Peter, James, and John were blessed through the sacrifices they made as they climbed Mount Tabor with the witness of the transfiguration. God can take, in both cases, God took their small offerings and returned huge blessings. Here, he can take our small offerings 
and bring about great blessings for us, too. Loving God, as Peter, James, and John were blessed to witness the glory of the transfiguration, we pray that we would also witness your glory in our lives. When we are pressured to give up, renew our hope. When we are tempted to lose faith, reveal your love. And when we begin to question our ascent, when we wonder if citizenship in your kingdom is worth the effort, grant us a moment to pause and reflect on your promises, and through your Son, remind us of your love. We make this prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. 